TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sports Radio 
when they were making that playoff push was that they seemed to have a cohesive locker room. And the fear and the issues and the problems with OBJ, although, like I just said, he was on the Rams and he was a choir boy and he, you know, got with the program and he played well and he was part of a Super Bowl winner. So already proved that he can do that. So all the naysayers that said OBJ is a, is a me guy and he's all about himself, he went to the Rams and was a big part of them winning the Super Bowl. So he's already proven that. But let's just say for all you naysayers that don't want OBJ and don't want OBJ back on the Giants, here's the thing. Number one, I think if he comes back to the Giants, he's got something to prove. You know, a wrong to be righted. He knows it didn't go well here. It didn't end well, certainly. Now he has a chance to come back here, hopefully older, like more mature. And I understand he's got his issues even just recently. I get that. But when we're talking about what he could do on the field, if he starts being OBJ off the field, the Giants under Shane, under Dable, have already proven that if a particular player is a problem, they get rid of him or they don't play him. Galladay was a mess. He didn't play. Tony was an issue, couldn't stay healthy, had his stuff off the field. They traded him, all right? So if you bring in OBJ and he doesn't get with the program, this regime has already proven that they'll cut ties. So what's the risk? So if he acts like a knucklehead and he, and he causes disruption in the locker room, goodbye. Get rid of him. Bench him, whatever. That's the, So I'm not worried about that. What I'm thinking is I get a guy who, when we last saw her, when we last saw him, and I understand he's coming off another major injury. I get that. But that's the reason why you do your due diligence. That's the reason you go to these workouts. That's the reason why you trust your eyes. And if you say, hey, I still think that Odell has something left in the tank. If you're the Giants, then it makes all the sense in the world to bring him back. Because he can help you. All the money you pumped into Daniel Jones. That's not going to mean anything if you don't get this guy weapons. I've talked about it all. I've screened it because you know now I am a Daniel Jones supporter. And I think Daniel Jones will take the next step. And I think the best is yet to come with Daniel Jones. But the only way Daniel Jones continues to level up, continues to improve, is to upgrade the positions around him, to give him receivers, to give him guys that can help him. So he doesn't throw, you know, 15 touchdown passes. You need playmakers. You need guys that can stretch the field. And Beckham is that guy. Now, if you don't think he has anything left in the tank, if you watch him work out, if you get the sense that, hey, he's shot, he's hurt, or the injuries have too many injuries, they've taken the toll, and he's just not that player. Even though I think he adapted his game. The Odell Beckham Jr. that was on the Rams was not the same explosive player that was on the Giants. But he figured it out. He found a way to still contribute and contribute in a big-time way. Beckham was, was crucial to the Rams in that run to the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl victory. Crucial. There's no denying that. Ask anybody on that team, and they'll tell you, when he came there, everything flipped. And Cup was amazing. But they needed that second option. And yet, Beckham is not as explosive as he used to be. But he learned how to still be a contributor without having that explosive speed. So you trust that he can like change his game. But again, if you don't think he's got anything left in the tank, and you watched him work out, and you, want, you don't want to bring him in, I totally get that. But if Beckham still has something left, and has something to prove here in New York, here with the Giants, 
then you got to go get him. You have to. You have to upgrade this wide receiver position. And the free agency market, it got a little bit better today with the Vikings releasing Adam Thielen. But it's not that great. Beckham is just as good as anybody in this pool. So why not? If you think he could play still, why not take a chance on him? Whether you love the guy, obviously got people, and there are, I would say, pretty amount, good amount of Giant fans that really like Odell and didn't want to see him leave and didn't hold all the antics against them. That would want him back here. And then you have your naysayers. But the bottom line is this. We root for the team. The team. The laundry. The Giants. We're Giant fans. Yeah, we like certain players for sure. But ultimately, we root for the team and we root for what can help the team. That's all that matters. That's all we care about. So if we can bring in a guy that can help us, you got to be all in favor of it. Now, as far as the other team in town, the Jets who were also at that workout, and if you missed it, if you don't live on social media or whatever, you didn't hear the show today, Sauce Gardner was on YouTube, he was with Brees Hall, he was with Garrett Wilson, they were doing a live stream, and Sauce basically said, listen, talking about Rodgers, he said it's going to be a package deal. He basically implied that it's not just going to be Aaron Rodgers. And then Sauce was FaceTiming with Odell today, so you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist, you don't have to work in the FBI to figure that one out, you don't have to be a detective. What I think he's implying there is that basically we're getting Rodgers, and we're getting Odell. Now, if you're a Jet fan, you got to be excited about that. And I understand you're going to be like, well, the Nets did it, didn't work. Yeah, but again, the fact that it failed in Brooklyn doesn't mean it will fail with the Jets. And you have to try. You have to try. The Jets are so desperate. They are desperate as a franchise. They are desperate as a fan base. They have to win. Like, when is enough enough? How many decades and generations... Of Jet fans. And you can't say Jet fan without long and suffering in front of it. How many more years and years and years do you have to go without winning? Now, if you get Rodgers and you get Odell to go along with all those young studs, those young dudes in the locker room, does that automatically equal a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Does that put you in the conversation? Sure does. It absolutely does. And the AFC is tough, no doubt. But you had no shot, right, with Rodgers. Without Rodgers, you have no shot. We know that. With Rodgers and Odell, you bring him in. With Garrett Wilson, you have a shot. And that's all you can ask for when you're desperate. And yeah, it may end horribly. Probably will. But you take that chance. And you worry about three or four years from now, three or four years from now. If it goes to hell in a handbasket, oh well. By the way, wouldn't be the first time for you guys. You're used to it. You understand it. So I get that. You're desperate. And I'd like to think the Giants aren't as desperate an organization because they've won a lot more than the Jets. We know that. But where the Giants, to me, are desperate is that you have now made an investment in Daniel Jones, which I fully support and I fully believe is the right investment. But you are doing him a disservice if you do not add weapons around him. That's what makes you desperate. You are desperate from the Giants, not because you've been long and suffering, although it feels like they did prior to last year. But we all know the Giants are one of the best organizations in the NFL in terms of success, winning, or prestige, all that. And the Jets are the Jets. No offense, they are. So where the Giants, though, are desperate is at wide receiver. They don't have many, if any. <laughs> no disrespect to Hodgins or any of those guys. They don't, they're not good there. We know that. They have to upgrade. It, it showed itself a lot, especially in the Eagles playoff games, the Cowboy games. Anytime, like I said, they played the Eagles, it was obvious that they needed help there. So anybody that can help them, Odell being there. Hey, Adam Thielen, why not? 
Adam Thielen's not the same player he was. We know that. And Justin Jefferson in Minnesota got all the shine, rightfully so. He's a top three wide receiver in football. But Thielen is another guy good down by the red zone, can give you something. To me, I'm all in favor of anybody that can help this team out. Help out Daniel Jones. Help out that investment. That's from coming from a Giant fan. That's coming from the Giant fan's perspective. As far as the Jets, you are desperate. And if you and here's the other thing, too, and you'll see it's not the NBA. It's not the same thing. But you are, in the sense, like an NBA situation here where Odell could be sitting there going, wow, if Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets, and that's basically you know almost a done deal here, then, yeah, that's where I want to go because, number one, I have a great chance of getting the football, and number two, I have a great chance of winning. And I would imagine at this point in his career, he's already gotten a taste of it, he would want to win again. So both Jets and Giants, for pretty similar reasons, should be interested and are, clearly, because they're going to see him. But I would be shocked if either a Jet fan or a Giant fan would be against this, because it helps your team. It gives you a chance to win. You root for the team, you root for the laundry, you always have, you always will. And yeah, you look the other way, because you have to. And if the guy's a malcontent, you figure it out. You trust that your team, now the Jets, a little bit different because, you know, Salah has been accused, and we saw it last year, of not, you know, exactly running a tight ship. We see where the Giants have run a lot tighter ship because with Tony, with Galladay, guys that either didn't perform or acted out, whatever, were basically exiled or didn't play or whatever. So that'll be interesting to see. We'll get into that. Tommy Lugauer here, Lugie, extended bridge show, going to 750. Chris and Tim have the call. The Nets are in Minnesota tonight. So we'll get into that. Knicks, we'll get into that. The conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. We have a lot to get into at your, your calls for sure at 877-337-6666. We're going to take a break. We got an update. We'll get to all of it right after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic, the step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Mets have acquired. Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, let's go. 702 here on The Fan in New York City. Tommy Lugauer. 
Lukey here on an extended bridge show with Lou Gower. 50 more minutes still left to go before Chris and Tim take over. And we remain on Aaron Rodgers' watch. And I get it. Listen, I understand for you Giant fans out there. I even understand it for you Jet fans out there. You have Aaron Rodgers fatigue by this point. I get that. But it's a massive story. He's a massive player. He's a future Hall of Famer. And what he would mean for the Jets if he came here would be, you know, enormous, catastrophic. It would be incredible. Jet fans would be dancing in the streets. So I know we all wish there would be a decision sooner rather than later. And you're sick of hearing about it. And you're sick of talking about it. The reality is this. The Jets are on the verge. On the verge from everything you read. It sounds like, which is amazing to me, because you would think where, listen, bro, you cannot win in the NFL unless you have a big-time quarterback. We all know that. I, I understand there's been some examples, but in, in general, overall, you need a big-time quarterback to win in the NFL. There's a big-time quarterback sitting out there, and he doesn't have a lot of interest from a lot of teams. It seems like it's either Jets or retire. Now, we could argue which one's better, but that seems to be the options. Now, I still think, I just have this weird feeling he's going to, and I've been saying it all along, that he's going to somehow just stay in Green Bay. I, I know that's like crazy, and I understand Jet fans, you're so close. You're on the, you're basically, if you read the tea leaves, if you listen to all the rumors, all the innuendo, it sounds like you're on the one-yard line here. Hopefully the deal is done by like next week so we can just, you know, move on from this, and Jet fans can, can we kind of table it. And then as we get into the summer and the excitement of the NFL, because listen, we got baseball coming up in a couple weeks, so we want to be sitting there in early in April. We want to talk Mets. We want to talk Yankees, Knicks. We got the playoffs coming up, hockey, everything going on here. The last thing that I'm sure you want to hear, the last thing I'm sure I want to say is talking about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and whether he's still, you know, riding a flying dog in Fantasia somewhere. Nobody wants to hear that anymore. Nobody wants to talk about it. So it sounds like we're close. Hopefully over the weekend or early next week, the deal is done. Now, I don't think it becomes official until like July or something like that. But, you know, where they have an agreement in place and we could stop figuring out and reading the tea leaves and all that stuff. Because the recruitment, whether it be Sauce Gardner, whether it be Evan Roberts, there has been a full court press to get this guy here because of what he would mean for your organization. A team that has been starving for a quarterback forever, forever. As long as any of us can remember, you've been starving. You've been looking for Mr. Right forever. Now, Aaron Rodgers is definitely Mr. Right now. He's not going to play forever. He's only going to play for a couple more years, but he gives you a chance to win a Super Bowl. And when he retires and goes to a land called Hanalee, you live with it. And if you didn't win a Super Bowl, oh well, you tried. And you go, you're back from square one, you still have young players, hopefully you develop more, and you go from there. And you find another quarterback. But the NFL is basically a bunch of teams that have a quarterback or are looking for one. Because we know that's how you win. That's the only way you win, consistently, and that gives you the best chance. So we all have the fatigue. We do. We all have it. Believe me, Jet fans, radio hosts, Giant fans, New York City has Aaron Rodgers fatigue. Hopefully, we have a resolution very, very soon. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer here. Lugie on an extended bridge show. Lugauer, let's go out to Connecticut, and Josh is on the fan. Josh, what's up? What's going on, Luke? How's it going? Good, bro. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. Hey, man, I just want to piggyback off the OBJ thing. Yeah. Uh, even if we don't get him, I saw something that Shane, you know, a, an article today, what he was saying. Right. He's saying, and I quote, we're not shopping for minimum players anymore. Yes, I did see so whether, that. Yeah. 
You know, so whether we get OBJ or something, he is that dude. I believe we are definitely in good hands with this guy. You know, he gave Dimes the contract. He believes in him. Like you said, we got to get him some help, get some outside help, you know, take some pressure off Saquon. I think we are in really, really, really good shape. No, I I agree with you, Josh. And that's, that's to me, that says it all because Joe Shane is not a dummy. He understands that the Giants' most prized possession is Daniel Jones. You gave him the bag. Now you got to get him receivers. You got to get him dogs. You got to get him dudes. You got to get him weapons around him so that he can continue to climb up the ladder and the list of quarterbacks in the NFL. So whether it's Beckham, whether it's Thielen, whether you make a trade for somebody through the draft, that to me is number one priority. When you have your franchise quarterback, which is what Daniel Jones is, whether you're a Daniel Jones supporter or you hate Daniel Jones, naysayer, and you're drinking the haterade for Daniel Jones. Facts are facts. He is the Giants franchise quarterback. He is their most prized possession. If the Giants are going to the promised land, if they're getting back to the Super Bowl, if they're winning a Super Bowl, it's because of him. Now, he could do it with his legs, he could do it with his arm, but he can't do it alone. And Barkley is not enough. They need wide receivers. So whether it's Beckham, whoever... If they can help the Giants, if they can help the laundry, if they can help us as fans and help the team, I'm all in favor of it. And Joe Shane knows that. He knows it. He knows he's got to upgrade at that position, and he knows after giving DJ the bag that he's got to get him guys around him. It's important. All right, let's go out to my buddy uh, Tommy out in New Hyde Park, who I assume is not going to curse tonight. Tommy, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? I know I'm not going to curse. All right, good. What's up? You make me laugh. Last night you, make, you, cut, you made me really laugh last night. Well, that's why I'm here. What's up? Well, I'm talking about, like, if we get Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham would be a good choice. Well, that's just, uh, uh, yeah, no, oh, listen, if you're getting Rodgers, you want to surround him. It's like anything else. Like, to me, here's the thing why I think Odell makes a lot of sense. We've seen Rodgers struggle with younger receivers. I think having that veteran presence around Aaron Rodgers would be good for him. Now, listen, him and Odell obviously have to get to know each other and they have to figure it out, Tommy, but Odell could right. give a guy that's been in the league, that's played a lot, that gives you that veteran presence that could help ease in an Aaron Rodgers because we've seen him, like, you know, rip new ones into to rookie wide receivers. And if Jet fans and Tommy Dexter to call it, if you don't think that's going to happen when Rodgers comes here, it's going to, okay? I know you love Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson is a star in the making. Star in the making, no doubt about it. Jet fans, when you look at Wilson and you look at Sauce, you have two stars. Even Brees Hall, because the, the glimpses we got of him last year, to me, you have three young stud stars in the making. But if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to come in here and it's courtesy class and he's going to be nice and he's going to be kind to the, to the rookies or the young dudes that you love, he's not. Because we've seen it time and time again. He's grumpy. He gets mad. He expects excellence. And he doesn't mind embarrassing people on the field and yelling at them. Now, a lot of the great ones do. You live with it. He expects excellence. He wants to win. And he's going to yell at guys. And he's not going to walk in here and automatically get on the same page as these guys. He's just not. Like, it's not going to be week one. They're going to be putting up 50 points. And they're going to be slinging it all over the place. There's going to be growing pains. Especially with younger wide receivers. And he's going to tell you to relax. And we all know in New York, nobody relaxes. Everybody honks their horn for no reason. Everybody expects traffic to move. It never does. 
We expect all these things to be better. We expect the subway to be on time. It never is. So we don't relax here, and we don't want to be told to relax, but we're going to be told to relax. You got to understand that, guys. All you Jet fans that want Aaron Rodgers and, you know, basically will go, you know, I think Rodgers is speaking at a psychedelic conference in Denver. You're all going to be going to it in June just to say, you know, get within five you know, feet of this guy. You have to understand where he's coming from. Now to New York, he's going to bring that Green Bay, Milwaukee mentality, Cal guy, you know, all that stuff. It's a different atmosphere over here. It's a different world. We talk about it all the time. There's New York guys. There's not New York guys. And just the fact that you grew up in New York doesn't make you a New York guy. I understand that. And you could come from Iowa and be a New York guy. What makes you a New York guy is delivering, winning. That's it. That's all. doesn't matter how you handle the media. It doesn't matter what you do after the game. Now, some of that stuff can make you legendary. We know that and we've seen that. But the reality, and when Rodgers come here, his dating history and who he's dating, all that stuff, and he's with Mallory Edens now, that's going to be a thing. We know that. That's huge, especially in this town. But as far as Jet fans, who really, nobody, no real Jet fan gives a crap who he's dating. They care about him winning. That's ultimately the big thing. The tabloids and, you know, us, we care about that stuff because it's good conversation, it's fun, and it's guys talk, you know, guy talk. But in terms of the Jet fans, the guys that pack it in, that go to that dump, that met life in freezing weather and sit their ass there and have watched horrible football, all they care about and what makes Aaron Rodgers a New York guy is if he wins. That's it. You're a New York guy, you win. That's it. Messier, you could go down the list of guys that have come here. If they win, they're a New York guy. They're on that pedestal. If they're horrible, then they're not. Bottom line. But he's going to have an adjustment. There's go New York and Aaron Rodgers, there's going to be an adjustment period. There just is because it's a whole different situation here, Maddie in the Bronx. I'm going to get to you, bro, in a little bit. We haven't gotten into the Knicks yet. I know you want to rub it in a little bit. We will get to you, but I want to get to the Jet fans first here, and let's go out to Belmore and Tom. Tom, what's up? I got a quick story for you, but first, I speak for every Jet fan out there when I say, if I hit the refresh button on whether it's Bleacher Report or ESPN or anything ever again... I'm going out of my mind here. I, I know, need to know what's going on. I know, Tom. I would tell you to I like go do story for you. I, I, I'll give I'm you. A, go I'm, ahead, hold on. I'm a cop in the city, real quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. About two hours ago, I'm on a job. Now my head's got to be on a swivel, right? I would think. All of a sudden, my phone goes off. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm in someone's house. I said, "Excuse me, ma'am. I need a second. Me and my partner go running outside." Oh, it's the damn Panthers getting the first-round draft pick. Listen, I'm going crazy. Thank you for having me on. We need to know what's going on. I, I, I hear you, Tommy. Ma. Number one, turn off the alerts on your phone. If you're a Jet fan, and I understand you can't escape it, and if you turn into the radio, which we want you to do, you're going to hear Aaron Rodgers talk. You're going to get alerts on your phone. You're going to watch the little scroll on TV, and you're waiting for the news. You're waiting for Schefter or whoever to announce it. I get that. My advice would be to try to get away from it. I'm not saying do what Aaron Rodgers did and go to you know a darkness retreat for four straight days, but figure it out. There's a lot going on. There's college basketball. There's hoops. There's hockey. There's golf. It's a big weekend of sports. And as sports fans, we love all sports. We love to consume all sports. I know the weather's going to suck. It's going to snow. So you're probably not going to be able to get out, play golf, do whatever it is that you do. But you got to find the way, and I know you want it to be over, but whether or not you're lo- – it's going to happen. This is what I would say, and this is somebody who oozes anxiety and is always nervous and is always worried and is always wants, you know, you know I want to know now. I want it now. Just relax. I know I sound like Aaron Rodgers now, and I just – you know, we don't relax around here. Figure out a way to get away from it because whether or not you're all amped up and excited and, and, and uh, anxious, it's not going to make it happen any faster. 
It's going to happen when it's going to happen. So hopefully it's soon for all you Jet fans that I know are nervous because you want this so badly. And I feel like you're waiting and you know you're so close. You're so close. And if you have somehow, and I think this is a lot of Jet fans, and I think Tom embodies that, is that I think that there is a lot of Jet fans, especially the older Jet fan, right, that is worried that it's going to fall through. And the longer it goes, you think, crap, this is going to fall through. We're going to end up with Jimmy G. We're going to end up with Tannehill. God forbid Zach Wilson. Like, that's what you're worried about. Well, you just have to try to figure out a way to get your head out of that situation. Triple V, what's up? Can I just say, as, as I'm a Jets fan, to all the Jets fans out there, it's over. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. If you listen to Mark Murphy in his comments today, yep. he talked in the past tense about Aaron Rodgers. He did. He is out. He is not going back to Green Bay. The only thing that makes sense, the only opening he has, is coming to the Jets. I would have rather had Lamar Jackson, but it's Aaron but Rodgers, Paul, he and could it retire. is what it is. He could retire. He could retire. He could okay, so that's at least that's at least an avenue. But you have to understand, you know this as a Jet fan. Until the deal is done, there's that little shred of doubt and fear, and because you know all the eggs are now in that basket. Right. Because Derek Carr, now you threw out Lamar Jackson, but a lot of people thought Derek Carr was Plan sure. B. Plan B is gone. Everybody hates Plan C, Plan D. Lamar Jackson's in a different uh, atmosphere. If Rodgers doesn't happen, if he plans, you know, he goes into retirement or somebody swoops in last second here, then what? And there's that little bit of fear. It's a disaster for the entire organization, disaster for the franchise. Yeah. And honestly, this mindset is very Wilpon-esque for Mets fans, having this negative mindset of nothing's ever going to go right. But you understand that, though, as a Jet fan, why they would have that negativity. I know, but at one point we have to get out of it. I agree, but they will probably get out of it when Rodgers comes. Now, that'll last a half hour, and then they'll be worried about him getting hurt. He's going to come for two years, and he's going to retire. He's 40. Do people realize the guy's 40? No, people understand. Well, listen, you just mentioned the Mets. They have two pitchers that are basically 40. So, you know, age, and I think Brady started this where age only became a number, and he was really good. Not every every quarterback we know is great after 40. Now, Rodgers has been very, very good. Everybody thought he was shot. Then he comes back, wins the MVPs, and he's shown that he's better. There are still people that think he's shot, but the bottom line is this. If you're a Jet fan, you have to, have to, have to take this risk. Is Matt still there? All right, let's get let's get in Matt because he wants a piece of me here. Matt's in the Bronx. Maddie, what's up? Hey, Loogie, what's going on? Yeah, man? you tell me, bro. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love your energy. and uh, No, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. I'm with you. I want them to do damage, Yes, as you've been saying. Uh-huh. But there's that little bit of worry in me, and I was talking with Keith the other night. Yeah. Like, I think this is the team to turn the corner, but the pessimistic side of me is like, uh-oh, I hope we don't drop, like, you know, four in a row now. We just lost two in a row. Well, obviously, last we night, Matt, yeah, obviously last night, I think if Jalen's in that game, they probably win. They, they couldn't have a shot the fall. Oh, yeah. Julius at the end of games. Jalen Brunson does so much for the Knicks, but what he really does is for Julius. I mean, without Jalen, right. Julius is lost. I mean, he's... He's dribbling into double teams. He's turning it over. Jalen is that calming force with the Knicks. If he is hurt, if this is serious, then they're in big trouble. I agree. And then I'm going to have to eat a lot of yeah. crow. But if, that, if That's if, a worry. Oh, it's a huge worry. Hopefully last night, my gut or my, my, my hope is that they felt like, listen, we're down big at half. He's banged up. Let's just rest him a little bit more. We got a big West Coast trip here. Let's get him back out right. there for the Clippers and the Lakers. That's my hope. Now, I have not seen an update so I'd be worried, like, until I know he's back on the court. Because without Brunson, they're screwed. We know that. And they played gritty, and they were tough, and they played hard last night. And if a couple more shots fell, they would have won. But without Brunson, bro, they're dead. That, that, that's something, man, because that just shows you what he brings to the table. You know, and it looked like a pretty ugly injury the way – I thought it was his ankle. Yeah. Originally, when, uh, yeah, I did when too. he heard it. But, 
I hope he comes back. But, Lugia, I love the energy, man, and, and let's go Knicks, man. Let's do it. I love it. Let's go Knicks. I love the Nick energy. To me, I've said it, and I've caught some flack, and I thought Matt was going to give me a little more flack there. The Knicks are back. The Knicks are for real, and the Knicks are going to do damage. Now, if Brunson is hurt, he's their superstar. He's played at a superstar level. He has brought this team to a different stratosphere because of what he could do, particularly late in games. And you see it when he's not out there. I understand they beat the Celtics, but you see late in games, Hornet game, last night, even Miami. I know Julius got that shut off, but my God, it was like, you know, one step away from losing that game, and it was a disaster. Tight games, close, is where Jalen Brunson shines. Not only his calming force, his ability to knock down shots, his ability to facilitate with the Knicks. They are lost, especially late in games, without Jalen Brunson. The Knicks are only going to go as far as Jalen Brunson takes him. If he's hurt, badly hurt, they're screwed. They are. And they're going to play tough, and they're going to play hard. And Josh Hart, who's a dog, has brought that intensity and that toughness, and you saw it last night. Now, one thing I will say, a couple things here. R.J. Barrett, the roller coaster ride for me as a Knicks fan is aggravating. I mean, there are just nights where he cannot hit a shot, and I just wish they would put his ass on the bench. Just stop it. Because there are nights where he cannot shoot. He is horrible. Now, there's going to give you those nights where he drops 30. But you could tell early on, and early on last night, he didn't have it. So when he doesn't have it, and I understand when Brunson's hurt in the second half, you're looking for offense. But it was clear that R.J. didn't have it. Get him out of there. Number two, Josh Hart. When you got an open three, take it. Please. IQ, now, who's, I think, the sixth man of the year. He was awesome against Boston. The last couple games, he's either tired, I don't know what it is, but his confidence is, like, not there. He had open shots last night, and he's passing on it. Now, in the second half, my thinking is this. It's one thing when Brunson is healthy. It's one thing when Jalen is out there, and he's the man. When he's not out there, those are not the nights for RJ to have a bad shooting night. Those are not the nights for Hart to be passing up open threes. And those are not the nights for IQ to be scared to shoot. You guys got to step up. You have to, especially with Brunson out. And I didn't see it there. Now, I understand that Boston game took a lot out of them emotionally, physically. But let's go here. We got to get going now, especially if Brunson's out. Other guys got to step it up. Other guys got to pick it up. But those are little things. I'm very high on the Knicks. I, I'm very excited. I think they're going to do damage. I'm really pumped up for them. I, don't think, I think there's no team outside of the Bucs or Celtics that they can't beat in the playoffs. Now, Brunson's got to be healthy. But that doesn't mean I can't criticize. And that doesn't mean when I watch them, there aren't things that they can work on. But number one is when R.J. sucks, get him out of there. Get him out, and for once, don't worry about the rotations. Ride the hot hand, please. Please? If Grimes is balling, keep him out there. If Hart is doing well, keep him out there. I want the guys that are playing well on the floor. I don't care about your dopey rotations. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer here. Lugie, extended bridge show, a Lugauer. Got about 30 more minutes. Then we're going out to Chris and Tim in Minnesota. Nets, T-Wolves. Plenty more of your calls on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, Odell Beckham and the Giants and the Jets, Nick calls. If you want to sprinkle in some Yankee calls, Mets calls, we could do that as well. We'll get more of that right after this. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. That hill, Stranger Things, of course. When's the new season coming out? I think like next year or whatever. It'll probably be like 
45. I love Stranger Things. It's has a chance to get in the Lou Gower top five shows of all time. We had Jerry Ferrara in for Craig today. Of course, Entourage, one of my all-time favorite shows in my top five. But when I hear this song, it's from the 80s. I apologize. I forgot who sings it. But I think of Stranger Things all the time. Now, we are into March. And those of you, I, I watch college basketball all year round. I love it. Or not all year round, but all season. I, I love college basketball. And I know a lot of people don't. But everybody gets into the tournament. Everybody loves March Madness. Everybody loves the NCAA tournament for a, a lot of reasons. Number one, everybody does a bracket pool. And we're, you know, conference tournaments are this weekend. Selection Sunday is on Sunday. But one of the big reasons why we all love it is because it's like the Super Bowl. It's like barbecuing on 4th of July. It's Americana if you do an office pool, and everybody does. And I understand that, you know, we none of us ever win, right? We, we all love sports. We never win. Like Dottie in accounting or Walter in sales usually wins the office pool, and they don't watch a game, and they pick teams based on the mascots they like or whatever. We all know that. But we all get into it. And most of our brackets are busted day one, but we love it. We love it, especially those first two days, right? Nobody goes to work, and even if you do go to work, you're focused on the games. We love it because of the bracket pools. We love it because of the gambling. We love it because of the pageantry, the upsets. Where There's nowhere else in sports where you get the big top schools and then these other schools that no one's ever heard of, and they play a game where those underbottom schools can win. We love that. We love the upsets. We love all of the excitement. We love the buzzer beaters. I have always, I love college basketball, but I've always been such a huge fan of the NCAA tournament, of a fan of Gus Johnson, of course, all his famous calls through the years. You know, Gonzaga, the slipper still fits. My apologies to Syracuse fans here, but Sorrentine hit that one from the parking lot. I don't apologize because I don't like Syracuse because there's a million of Syracuse grads in our in our business. They're just, you know, you walk outside, you trip over them. But I love it. And I just love it. And, I, and to me, I know it starts on Sunday, but it really starts this weekend because there's a ton of games. There's a ton of action. There's the pageantry, the drama, the excitement. To me, those first two days of the NCAA tournament are two of the best days on the sports calendar all year long. So I'm pumped up, and we all get into it next week. Everybody will be into it, even if you're not a fan, because everybody will have that bracket to fill out. And everybody will watch the games, or they'll keep an eye on it. And as the tournament goes on and on, I understand the casuals will, as their bracket gets busted, they'll be done. They'll stop watching. But the people that really love it, to me, if you're like a regular dude, a regular gal, you love it, man. You know, you get a six-pack, you hang out with your friends, you're watching the game, you're betting on them. It's so much fun. The wings, it's, it's amazing. It's like the Super Bowl every day. I love it. Tons of games. It's awesome. So I'm really, really pumped up about that. And that would be my, you know, Tom called up before, Jet fan, he's driving himself crazy. That would be my advice. Watch some hoops. Watch some golf. Watch some hockey. There's a lot going on in this town right now. The Rangers are playing really well. The Devils are playing really well. The Islanders are playing really well. The Knicks were playing well. Now they hit a little skid. But they got, some, they got the Clippers and the Lakers this weekend. The Nets have righted the ship. I left them for dead last week, and they figured it out. So there are things to do. Now, You if... And I guess you could, as much as I would never do this, you could, in theory, watch spring training baseball. I mean, I would, I would figure walking your cats outside would be more exciting. You could do that. There is the WBC. You could do that. There are things to get you away from the Aaron Rodgers watch. You just got to go and seek it. There's a lot of it's. A, it's a great world out there. Just go and look. 877-337-6666. Let's head out to Rockland. Eddie's on the fan. Eddie, what's up? Hey, Lugie, what's happening, buddy? Yo, what's good? 
All right, on Rogers. First of all, let me ask you a question. As a, are you a Jet fan? I'm a Giant fan. Okay, as, as a Jet, the history. Give me the five, the top five quarterbacks the Jets had that gets the most love. Obviously. One is Namath. Oh, Namath is number one by a mile. Uh, Testaverde. I think Sanchez deserves more love than he's gotten. But, I mean, the list is not very long. (laughs) You know, it's basically Namath and and everybody else. And how do the Jet fans show that love? How do they show their love? I mean, I don't know. What's the punchline here? No, I just want, do they, I, I never see Testa Verde in the stadium for any events. Oh, you I mean how the organization, you mean how they like yeah. honor like former Jets? I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I I would love you to honor your history. That's one of the things I didn't like about the Wilpons is that they basically acted like the Mets never played. I mean, it was like, and I, and, and they just, they didn't honor their history. Steve Cohen has done a hell of a lot better job of that. But what do you want? I mean, you want a Vin, Vinny Testa Verde day? I mean, the bottom line is this, you want, if you're a Jet fan right now, the sole focus is on the here and the now. I get honoring the past. We all get that. And, and Jet fans love Namath. And they love Testaverde. And I think when they really, really think about it, they love Mark Sanchez. And maybe I'm forgetting a quarterback or two. But they love their guys. But they love their team. They love the Jets. They love the laundry. And they root for the team. And they want what's best for the team. And right now, that's Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers, trust me. If Aaron Rodgers comes here and wins a Super Bowl, the Jets will honor him every year because he got you. Because we forget this, and I know, and, and Beningo made a career out of this, where he basically, you know, the Jets haven't won in forever. Well, they did win a Super Bowl. There are franchises in the NFL that have not won a Super Bowl. The Jets are one of them. But it was so long ago. And most of you listening to me right now were not even alive. And if you were, you were young. And when you're young, you're dumb. You see a championship. I did not. I saw the Giants win. I was in my 20s. And obviously the Mets haven't won. The Knicks haven't won in my lifetime. When you're young and you see a championship, you think, oh, I'm just going to see this all the time. Like, you don't understand it. The older you get, you understand the gravity. Now, you'll take a championship whenever you can get it. But if you win, let's say your favorite team wins when you're 11, you don't understand and you don't appreciate it. I'm telling you, you don't. And I was sick. I was sick with the Knicks when I was younger. I was sick with Starks. I was sick with the Mets. I I just, trust me, it bothered me. But as I've gotten, I say older, I'm in my late 30s. For those of you that actually are, I know that's not old. But as you get older, you start to appreciate things more. You start to see things differently. And you understand. And I think Yankee fans are going through that now because I think there are a lot of Yankee fans that think, well, winning the World Series is a birthright. And you found out, well, no, it's not. So you become to appreciate championships more. And it's always the ultimate goal. But I think Jet fans across the board understand that it's about winning that Super Bowl that has eluded your franchise for decades and decades and decades. And the biggest reason why, it's not luck. And you've had some bad luck through the years. But the biggest reason why is because you've never been able to figure out a way to have the consistency at head coach and quarterback. And that's what you need. And if you bring in Rodgers, he's not going to be here for a decade. We know that. But we know that he gives you a chance, and he gives you the best chance to win a Super Bowl. And you need that. And you need the consistency at head coach. And you need the consistency at quarterback. That's what you need to be a franchise. When you look at all the great franchises in the NFL, they all have that in common. They've had times where they've had the quarterback and the coach and that marriage. And that's why, as a Giant fan, I'm very pumped up. And that's why I could not understand why there were Giant fans that did not want Daniel Jones around. It's like, guys, Daniel Jones stunk. 
under Joe Judge, who sucks, who's clueless. Jason Garrett, who sucks and is clueless. Now you have Brian Dable, the people's champ. And even though Brian Dable looks like he should be working at, you know, a blockbuster in the late 90s or an extra on Clerks, he is the people's champ. He is our coach. He looks like a guy you can get a beer with after the game. You know, he's smoking stoves. He's got the aviators. I love him. He rips into his players. And I really thought that was like the biggest thing with him and Daniel Jones. Week one, he established it right out of the gate. That game against the Titans where Daniel Jones. Now, listen, Daniel Jones is not, you know, Eli Manning or Phil Simms. Like, he had nothing going for him at that point. But he'd been around for a couple years. He was the quarterback. And Brian Dable had no problem. Week one, his first week, basically his first time that we're watching. Because I understand it's preseason. Nobody's really that locked in. It was our first showing and our first sighting of Brian Dable. And what does he do? He rips into the quarterback. <laughs> I loved it. And obviously they had the great win. They went, they went, got off to the hot start. To me, that week one where I realized this is not Judge. This is not the last couple years where we've had the quarterback carousel. I knew almost right away, like, man, this is different. This Brian Dable guy is different. The Giants are in good hands here. And you saw the development of a Daniel Jones early on. To me, that was so exciting. And that's why I'm so pumped up that we have the marriage of Daniel Jones and Brian Dable, and they get a chance to grow old together. Let's go out to East Brunswick, New Jersey, and Mike is on the fan in New York City with Tommy Lugauer. Mike, what's up, bro? Hey, Tommy, love the energy, man. Thank really you. Nice. First time caller. Appreciate it. L- listen, here, here's my thing. Honest, honestly, give me a minute. Mm-hmm. My thing with this is they've got the Jets, of course, they're, they're mature in some, in, in some spots. They just won rookie of the year on the defensive side, the, the offensive side. They've got some really young skill position players. They could have brought in a quarterback that you know would be here four to five years. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the would, would – You're, you're talking about Derek the, Carr, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Would he have given you the best chance to, to for a Super Bowl in the next year? Maybe, maybe not. But do you even really know, number one, that you're, that, that you're a lock to get Rodgers? You don't. You, you don't. really don't. I mean, nope. it's probable you don't. And you really don't know at the age of 40, as he trips into 40-41, and you expect him to continue playing, what kind of skill he's going to give you. I mean, you just can't count on the fact that everybody plays it to their mid-40s and keeps their skill level up. No, and, right? and, Mike, and Mike, I don't know, are you a Met fan or not? Or, or what, a Yankee fan? Mets, Mets and Jets, buddy. Well, Mets, well Jets, dude, Jets, and that, to me, the, Met, the good comp there with the Mets is DeGrom. To me, like people were like, like, there's better years in front of him here. I believe that. And you're signing Verlander, who we're signing for the past. We're not signing for the future. And a lot of ways you're making that same comparison here is that, yeah, the Jets think when they bring in Rodgers or if they bring in Rodgers, their hope is that they are getting the future Hall of Famer. Their hope is they're getting the multiple-time MVP, a guy who's won a Super Bowl. But they may end up with a guy who's now in his 40s and is shot. We saw Drew Brees at the end of his career. We saw Peyton Manning. Now, a lot of that was injuries, which Rodgers doesn't seem to have here. But what if he gets an injury? He's not a young guy. You're right. It is a risk. Carr would have given you stability, Mike. He would have given you a guy that would have gotten you in the playoffs. But, Mike, as a Jet fan, like, is that enough? Is that okay? Is that, like, what you want at this point? Well. Let me answer you honestly. Yeah. Having not even sniffed the playoffs in a decade, that's enough for the coming year. That's I, enough I, for the season coming up. Yeah, I understand I that for the season coming up, but what about, like, Mike, I understand, well, and, and Evan has talked about it too, but you want to go uh, – my, my question would be this. Carr could get you in the playoffs, and maybe, maybe you could be a consistent playoff team with him under center. But would you ever get to that next level when you're looking at Mahomes, when you're looking at Allen, 
Burrow, Herbert, Lawrence. Is Carr even close to those guys? All right, listen. All right, I'm, I, well, really, we really don't know. Listen, he's been through a few different coaches for sure. I don't know if Josh McDaniel was the answer. For oh, that yeah, listen, when you're on the Raiders, right? they are as dysfunctional as it gets. Now, the Jets are not exactly a model of a function, but, I mean, the right. Raiders are on a whole other level. I would agree with that. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, you, you, you basically have in the balance a guy that's tipping 40 yep. that, you know, has all the respect as far as the skill he's shown over his career. No doubt about it. Two-time MVP in mm-hmm. the last few years, right? I totally yep. get it. But you really don't know, number one, how, what, you know, it, it, it was last year an aberration? Was it all about the thumb? Was it not about the thumb? He looked tired, man. I'm telling you, when I looked at this guy play last year, his post games, he looked tired. No, Mike, you're you're 100% right. And look, the last image we have of Aaron Rodgers in the regular season with the Packers was in Green Bay, in Lambeau Field, and the Lions. The Lions. And I understand the Lions were good last year, and they were better than most people expected, and they sure as hell whooped the Giants' ass, so who am I to talk? But they're still the Lions. And the Lions had nothing on the line in that game last week of the year. They had nothing. Sunday night football, literally nothing to gain. They weren't making the playoffs. All they had on the line was pride. And the Packers had everything on the line, right? A chance to get in the playoffs. And the Lions whooped the Packers. They pushed them around. They embarrassed them. That's not all on Aaron Rodgers, but you're right. He looked at times tired last year. He looked checked out. The Giants took it to him. The Jets took it to him. They were horrible. And he never, it took a long, long time before he can get on the page with the young receivers. And that's my other argument, too, with with Rodgers, is that he's going to come here and he's not just going to get on the same page with these guys. They're not going to be clicking from week one. It's going to take time. And as as, as you know this, too, when you get Aaron Rodgers and you are the Jets and you know that window is short, it's small, he's not going to be here forever. The expectations to win a Super Bowl are going to be next year. It's not going to be, well, two, three years. You mentioned it with Carr. There's that feeling of, hey, we, you know, we make the playoffs. Then maybe we win a playoff game. Then maybe we can get to a championship game. And then, you know, hopefully we get to a Super Bowl and win it. You can grow with a Carr. If you get Lamar Jackson, he could give you 10 years if he stays healthy. And you have a chance to grow and get better. With Rodgers, the clock is ticking, right? The pitch clock. We know the pitch clock in baseball. You're going to be on the pitch clock when Rodgers comes here. You got to win, and you got to win now because he's not going to be here long. It's going to be two, three years. That's it. And you have a young team around him, and it's going to take time. I'm sorry. It is. Now, I I was arguing about this with Big Mac. He brought up Brady. First of all, Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady. Sorry. I mean, you know, hello. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. And he was able to do it in Tampa Bay because he's Tom Brady. He's Tom freaking Brady. You're not getting Brady here. And I was the one screaming before he retired that the Jets should get Brady because I think he still has a lot left in the tank. I'm throwing out last year. Anybody that, when Todd Bowles is your head coach, Jet fans, you know this, it's a disaster. And he was checked out. He was going through a divorce. And I'm making a million excuses. And guaranteed, Brady's coming back to the NFL. I'm telling you right now, he doesn't want to be home. He doesn't want to be home with the kids and the kittens. So he's getting the hell out of there. He's going to play. But he still has a lot left in the tank. You're not getting that with Rodgers, right? You are getting a great player, no doubt, future Hall of Famer, no disrespect, but he's not Brady. Is he going to be on the same page with these guys right, right off the bat? He's not. It's going to take time. But here's the thing you don't have, Jet fans. You don't have time. You don't have time. They got to deliver right away. Because if you don't win, if it falls flat on its face, then what? Then the fans are coming. Then the media's coming. And they're all going to want blood. 
And how is Rodgers, an older Aaron Rodgers, that's going to say, the heck with this. I'm going to go retire, move to Pluto. I don't want to be here anymore. Because if his game has, you know, gone down, and if it continues to go down, and he's got to be in New York City where he's under the microscope and people are driving him nuts, that's not going to go well. But on the other hand, he gives you the best chance to win a Super Bowl. And you're pot committed and all your eggs are in the basket. And now the Jets, especially since Carr is no longer available, have to get it done. They have to figure it out. And they have to take their chances. That'll do it for me. My thanks to Triple V, Vincent Von Vincent on the other side of the glass. Chris and Tim are coming up next. They got the call. Nets, T-Wolves out in Minnesota. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. Carton and Roberts, Craig is back on Monday. We will talk to you at 2 o'clock. Later. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.